This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Now, uh, today's a wee bit of a special episode. Oh, you say that every week. I do say it every week, and I mean it every week. <laughs> um, it's special this week because, in case you can't tell, Yvonne Milroy is here. Hello. Welcome back, mate. Uh, long time no see. Thanks, mate. It has been a long time. Haven't seen you since, what, the rugby? <laughs> Yeah, we spend a lot of time um, outside of the studio hanging out, but now we do. I, it's it's good to have you back in. And um, Avon, you kind of came up with the name for the special that we're doing on today's episode of That's the Ticket. I did indeed. Do you want to share it with the people? Well, hello, people. Um, the name is HVAC. HVAC. Yeah, Hannah and Vaughn. Answer questions. Answer questions. Okay, so if you're sitting there and you're confused, basically, Yvonne and I thought it would be good to make this episode about us and our wide, our vast knowledge of things. No, no, we, we thought it would be good to, to hear from the people. And so we put a call out uh, for questions kind of just about the theatre realm. Mm. Is there anything, you know, you've wanted to hear me, us, talk about on that's the ticket, but have kind of felt too fuckama to ask. Yeah, or, yeah, I'd say so. And just, you know, those odd bond things that sort of come to mind and you think, well, who could I actually ask about that? So we are your people. Yeah. People. I, <laughs> we're your people, people. That's the word of the show. Um, I've got... I, I did receive some questions, which is always good. Oh, that's good. Some of them, one of them I did feel a bit personally attacked, but I've put it at the bottom, so we might not get to it. Um, uh, but, like, it was worded in a way, they're like, when you say this on that's the ticket, what do you mean? And I'm like, firstly, glad you're listening. Secondly, mean. No. <laughs> no, they're all very good questions. And so um, to everyone who sent in questions, thank you. I appreciate it. Because it's always a bit weird putting the call out, and then you're like, is anyone actually going to care? Yeah. Um, and even if you don't, we're doing it, so shame. Nah. <laughs> um, but I guess I'm going to start with uh, one that I don't know who's more, like, qualified to answer this one. I feel like it's Yvonne. Oh. But, I mean, I don't know. But basically the question is what happens at an audition? Because I, I feel like you've, A, done more auditions than me, B, been on more audition panels than me. Definitely been on quite a few audition panels, yeah. yeah. Whereas I've only done, like, two. Oh. One. I've actually only been in the room for one. Oh, have you? Yeah, normally I'm, I'm, I'm the nice person on the other side of the door who, like, people sort of check in, you know. Right, okay. And then I just sit there while people, like, feel nervous. Oh, right. Yeah, I love that. I love being <laughs> the person that kind of calms them down. I mean, people say I'm good for it because I've got good chat. <laughs> Okay, right. So what happens in audition? Um, let's 
take it back one step. Mm. Prior to an audition, you'll obviously find out about a show and you'll probably be asked to fill in a pre-audition form. Yeah. And it's kind of like a theatrical CV, if you will. Um, So contact information so the production team can get in contact with you. Um, Sometimes it may be as... uh, as in depth, they want your height and your hair colour and eye your colour. age group and eye colour, that type of thing. Sometimes they won't mind. And then there'll probably be a space for uh, the most recent shows that you've been involved mm. in or productions and the role that you played or whether or not you're in the orchestra. And then usually the next section on the form is which particular role or position are you interested in for this upcoming show? And quite often there's another subsection which says if you aren't selected to be in the show, would you like to be backstage? Mm. So generally the uh, audition panel has all that information in front of them before you even walk in the room. Uh, Prior to going to the audition, the production team will generally suggest uh, songs that they want to hear and ask you to prepare them. And then it's just a matter of turning up and that's where you get to meet Hannah at the front door and she calms you down and she says, oh, you'll be amazing. It's all going to be okay. And then you get to go in. And then you get to go in and then that's like the most nerve-wracking part. If you can do like the first few steps in the door, then you're sweet. Yeah. Um, I always feel I always feel bad. The one time I was in the room, I was like, I'm always so in awe of people who can audition because yeah. it's a necessary evil but like often the the scenario in an audition where you're performing to literally a panel of people specific things and it's kind of is almost like a test like that's never going to happen in any other situation and no. once you're in the show it's not going to be like that yeah and it's, it's it's such a it's it's such a shame that you can't just like run auditions like okay we're just going to do a pretend rehearsal <laughs> i mean the, the, people do do like open auditions and more kind of workshop style yeah. things which do take a layer of nerves off as opposed to the standard like stand in front of the table sing your song mm. do your dialogue do some choreo if it's yeah. a musical that's right so generally they they don't precast, so they want mm. to see who comes through the door and they'll get you to sing a couple of lines of perhaps your own song or something from the show. And if all of a sudden they're starting to feel it, they might say, can you do some dialogue? And there will be, on the audition panel will be uh, director, the choreographer, the musical director, generally like a line reader? A line reader, yeah, a reader of some description, and then somebody taking notes. Mm. And depending on the organisation, there may be somebody from their board of trustees, for mm. instance, as well. So there's going to be at least five people that you're performing to, plus a pianist. And oh, if you're lucky, I'm I'm from a backing track background, <laughs> or at least the last the last set of auditions I did. Yeah, we just we just used the tracks. Oh, okay. And we suggested songs for each roles, and so then by the end of the day, you're yep. like, oh, I'm sick of the song. Yeah. But I think it's a bit easier. It, it, it works to A, match the song to the role mm-hmm. if it's a musical, and B, it kind of takes the stress off the auditionee because then when they go see their information, they're like, okay, I'm going for this part. I'm, go- I'm yep. told to sing one of these songs. Yeah. 
you know, because as opposed to like trying to bring in your own music or whatever. That's right. Um, and they need to be able to hear your range. Like mm. if you've got to hit that top E yeah, or something yeah, yeah. or other, they need to know that you can actually hit it. Yeah, like from the outset. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, cattle call auditions is generally choreography. That's where you will go somewhere at a set time, usually in a theatre or a dance studio, and they will teach you a short routine. And then you just start performing it again and again and again, and they will put people to one side or the other, mm. which may or may not Sometimes mean something. Sometimes you get a number. Is what yeah. You get a number. Uh, this is group dance audition, by the way. Yeah. You said cattle call, and I'm like, oh, yes. Bit of, bit, of, bit of theatre speak there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and, and so that's another way that they can start to sort out um, who may be involved in the production because one of the things that you, no matter your height or your size or anything, you've got to have some degree of fitness mm. because rehearsals will go on for several months on end and then during the actual production week leading into the show opening, you're going to be working from the moment you finish school or your real job until midnight every night for at least a week and then the show goes on. So you've got to have a level of fitness to be able to I keep mean, up with it. You do get gig fit though. You do. Yep. I feel like because, I mean, this is what I'd imagine myself, even though I'm like, naturally at peak fitness and, and an athlete. Um, no. <laughs> um, like, you go into a show and I'm, if someone told me going into a show, they're like, yeah, you're going to be dancing every day until like 11 o'clock at night. I'd be like, I can't do that. But then you, yeah, you, you build up to it. That's one yeah. thing I like about musicals, not that I've been on stage in a musical as an adult ever, but like, um, you get gig fit. You totally yeah. do, and that's part of the rehearsal process as well, mm. building your core strength and being able to learn to cope with it all. Sometimes I used to participate in, like, the warm-ups, like the dance oh. warm-ups, so I could seem like I was a producer, like, of the people. Right. No, like, when they'd be doing, like, push-ups and planks, I'm like, I can do that, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then once you do it once, everyone's like, aren't you doing it today, Hannah? And I'm like, oh, I was just trying to seem cool, and now I'm, like... Dead. have a plank challenge that I didn't <laughs> sign up for. Um, but I will say with, like, obviously we've been very blunt and realistic about the audition process, which I think is good, answering this question, but I just want to hammer home, don't let this deter you from doing the thing. <gasps> no way. Because you will be surprised by what you can achieve. That's right. And just one more tip, if I may. Yeah, I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> is don't be set on I must get such and such a role. Oh, that's like, a good one. Leave yourself open. And if you don't get selected for like the core cast or a principal role, think about even being a BV because even mm. from singing in the pit, you learn so much about how musicals work and all the stuff that goes into the background of them. And then down the track in another two years of doing BVs on shows, you want to say, yes, I was involved in XYZ production as a BV and it just shows your growth and the fact you're willing to put in some work. Um, I won't say who, but I was very disappointed in someone years and years ago who put their name down and they said, I want such and such lead role and if I don't get that role, I don't want to be involved, I don't mm. want to do BVs, I don't want to be backstage, I will do this role or I'll do nothing for you. Of course, that person didn't 
get the role that they wanted, but they would have learned so much from being part of the ensemble or doing something else backstage. But they were so high and mighty that they completely cut off the nose despite their face. And yeah, I was just disappointed and I would probably never want to work with someone like that because they think they know better. And there is so much to learn every single time that you're involved in a different show at a different theatre with a different company, with a different group of people. And I think it's invaluable any experience you can get. I agree. I think going, being open and putting yourself out there, which essentially is what auditioning is, it, the moment you set out on that journey, you're learning something. Yeah. And even if you aren't successful, you're learning something and you're gaining an experience. And like, you know, that story you tell about someone putting all their eggs in one basket, mm. I kind of get it. And I like, I have a little bit of respect because I'm like, that's quite baller. Being like, because I'm all about people knowing their worth. And so if you're going to audition... Don't go into the audition thinking I'm rubbish. Go into it thinking I tried my best because no one can no one can ask for anything more than you trying your best. Yeah. And if your best doesn't mean you get the role you went for, that doesn't mean you're bad. That mm. just means it wasn't this time. Yeah. That's right. That's so true. Um, oh, this is this is good. I feel like we, we well no, I just feel like we've got quite like. I don't know. I'm feeling almost kind of moved. I just feel like there's a lot of passion about backing yourself right now. It's almost making me feel like I want to audition, even though <gasps> I, I wouldn't. I can't sing. I can't dance. Oh, everyone can sing. Everyone can dance. <laughs> and okay. if not, we can make you into a singer and a dancer. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Okay. Me and Yvonne are both going to audition. For a show. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm busy that day. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, shall I move on to the next question? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this one, I feel like this is, is a bit of a big one, but I feel like it might lead into the next question. It's how do I get my show on stage? Um, and then I've, the next question is um, like, how do I book a theatre? So I feel like we can, we, they're kind of a similar question. We can combine the two. Okay. So like, how do I get my show on stage, book a theatre, get a creative team? Like, how do I mount a production? First of all, <laughs> you need to pick one. <laughs> yeah, you need to pick one. And uh, if it's not something you have created yourself, you need to make sure that the rights are available. Good point. So yes. you have to go to the rights holder. Mm-hmm. And they may say yay or nay for a number of reasons. It might be because it was performed recently in the area and they want to hold those rights so it's not yeah. performed again within that region for five years, for instance. Mm. Um, when you do go to a rights holder, you will have to say what your ticket prices are, what the capacity is, uh, how long the season will be. So you've got to do a lot of homework about putting together the budget and everything. So let's put rights shows aside for the for the purpose of this question and say it's something that you've written yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How do I get my show on stage? Well, first of all, you need to have a completed product. So you can't just rock up and think, oh, I've written three quarters of a show, which is pretty good. You know, I'll just riff it <laughs> for the rest during the rehearsal process. I mean, I can't invite that, but continue for the purposes <laughs> of answering this question. Sorry, Vaughn. Uh, so you need to have a completed product of your own. Yeah. And hopefully during that process of writing your show, be it a play or a musical or a contemporary dance piece or whatnot, you've actually had it peer-reviewed. So people go, yeah, it's actually worth the effort of putting on stage because there's nothing worse 
seen a few shows in my time whereby somebody puts a production together and it just really could have done with some good editing mm. or something way back when before a lot of people put their heart and soul into something and then what eventuates on stage is a little bit lacklustre. I mean, I'm a firm believer that you should be putting on a show. It shouldn't just be, I want to do this. That's it should right. be like, it, it, you know, you you got to think there's, I think audiences in my town will want to see this. Yes. I think there will be people in my town who will want to be in this. Yes, you know? that's right. And I think there are people that want to be involved backstage. Like, it cannot be a vanity project no. just for the mere sake of saying, oh, I wrote a show and here it is. Um, because at the end of the day, it wastes everyone's time, mm. um, whether or not they're on stage backstage in the production team or they have helped out in another form which we'll get to down the track uh so i can't even remember what the question is it's like how we get my show on stage okay so we've got like right. have a completed product then yep. i guess we're booking a theater make sure you have a venue and a season before you go ahead with auditions and stuff yes. if, if there isn't a on-stage date in the foreseeable future, then you're not ready to cast and start rehearsing. That's right. And so at that point as well, before auditions happen, is you need to have a rehearsal schedule put together so that when people walk in, they know that they have to basically block out their life for the whole of June and July, for instance, for the start of an August season. So you go to the theatre. We'll get to that in a moment as well. There's all these things we're getting to in a moment. But anyway... uh, and you will need to have a director if you're not confident in directing it yourself. Yeah. You will need to have a producer who is someone who oversees the whole shebang uh, from kind of like a, a godlike view, if you like. So they're making sure the director's on track. Um, if you, you will also need, in terms of creatives, a musical director. If it's, if it's a got musical. music. Yep. yep. A choreographer if it's got dance. Yep. Um, and then there's all the other creative stuff. So you will need someone to hit up hair and wigs and maybe another someone to do makeup. Yep. You'll need someone to put together the costumes. Yeah, wardrobe. Somebody to do the set design. Mm. Uh, you will need a set builder and you will need a marketing team. And then there's a whole lot of subsections inside of that as well. So yep. not only the costume design, the wardrobe, you're going to need dresses on the night. So yep. not only makeup design, you're going to need people who can do the makeup on the night or fit the wigs on the night. Yeah. So there's quite a you're bit. You're going to need your sound, your lighting. Um, we could add, add a dash of dramaturg, but I don't know. Today's the day <laughs> to get into that. Um, okay. Once you've got your team um, and your venue... Then you yep. do your auditions, which we've covered. That's right. Okay. Yep. So I feel like that's majority of this question. How do I get my show on stage? Then it's just a case of rehearsing it, blocking it. Marketing it. Marketing it. Selling it. Selling it. Um, Coming get, on, that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Packing in, getting your light light plots, asking your sounds, asking all your tech sus, having your tech week, yep. having your opening, getting all the rave reviews, mm-hmm. cycle repeats itself. When the show's finished, you're like, never again. Two weeks pass, you're like, okay, I'm doing this next. (laughs) That's how it goes, though. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. 
If I had a dollar for every time I had someone on That's the Ticket and I'm like, what's next? And they're like, oh, I think I'm going to have a break. And then a month later they're on That's the Ticket with a new project. And I'm like, do you remember what you said last time? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I did have a break. And I'm like, not enough. No, I'm not, I'm not here to tell people to stop doing the things. Um, and I guess one thing I want to add is if you're, you kind of need assistance with getting a creative team, yes, then there are lots of avenues in the city, lots of groups of people who could help you. The um, Hamilton Actors Facebook group is a yep. good one. Um, creative Waikato are quite helpful. And even if you just talk to your local theatre who you're potentially pitching the show to, they might be able to suggest people who could help you with your creative team. Yeah, particularly uh, here in Hamilton, it's amazing how much people are willing to give. Exactly. And if you're passionate about your project, they'll, mm. and if they're unavailable, they might be able to say, oh, Joe Blocks could do it. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Nine contact. out of ten times, I, I've asked someone and they're like, oh, I can't do it, but you should ask this person. And then that person yeah, has yeah, become yeah. your person. Yeah, yeah. no, it's so good. It's um, great. <laughs> I did like what you said about producers earlier, as a producer, saying that we're godlike. I'm like, my ego doesn't need this, but thank you. <laughs> um... <laughs> Before I get into some more questions, um, I feel like we're due for a song. <gasps> okay. I'm going to play your song. <gasps> oh, oh, I'm so excited. Every time I come on, she lets me like choose one song. And she also, this is a secret, but I'll tell you because, you know. I'm afraid, but continue. Um, I am Hannah Mooney's 80s dream boat. So yeah. I always pretty much select music from the 80s. And this is one of my all-time favourite songs. It just makes me feel so good. It's so joyous and uplifting and turn up your radio. You are going to love it. It's an absolute 80s banger. Oh, what an intro.
And boy, did we dance. Um, we Yvonne did. was having a little bit of a dance, I'm not going to lie. I was, yes. Uh, that was, and we danced uh, by the Hooters. I almost said that that was like Yvonne's pick, but we've only got room for one pick on That's the Ticket. That's, that's Rick's, Rick's pick. pick. Which will be coming up soon, Uncle Rick, I promise. <laughs> Um, but before we get to that, uh, I'm going to ask, well, ask Yvonne and myself some of the questions that we had in for today's HVAC. Hannah and, oh, Hannah and Yvonne answer questions. Um, name pending. No, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm no, just it's catching. cool. It's yeah, fun. it is cool. Tell your friends. Um, okay, so we've talked about, like, what happens at an audition, how do you get your show on stage, um, this one I feel like we're both kind of up to answering, which is how do I market my production? And I'm going to chuck in some sub-questions under this. Because uh, we've got some questions about, like, um, what are the best free, ways, best free ways to market a show? What makes a good poster? And do I have to create a program? And they all kind of come under marketing, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, oh, I don't know. I Should guess- we start with the fun stuff or the... Um, the free ways to yeah, market yeah. a show. Yeah, free ways. Okay, free ways. What are your favourite frees? It's got to be social media. Yep, classic. First of all, right across the board, use all of them willy-nilly. No, don't, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Terrible advice over here. You're doing so well at the top of the show as well. Um, no, yeah, use social media. TikTok, I enjoy TikTok. Mm. I think if you've got cast who are like big on the TikTok and do the I really love the like my day where people just film what they do in their day yeah. and if it includes like rehearsal content I love that because it yeah. feels like the it's very voyeuristic but it's like inside scoop energy Yeah, but um, I will but say use the social media make a social media schedule 100% yeah and uh, easy free things to do make a dedicated uh, TikTok account, mm. Instagram account, uh, make a Facebook page that's just related to that production. Oh, you're you're a fan of that? Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. I'm more of the company. Nah. No, but- you can have both, but if the company's got other projects on, it will get lost. Yeah, but then then once the show's done, you've just got this... That's all right. Then you just um, direct all your traffic back to the other thing. But they mm. can feel as though they're part of something quite intimate almost because they're getting all the good stuff just in one dedicated page rather than being lost with okay. historical posts or what else, you know, maybe upcoming auditions for the company or other events that are on. I'll allow it. That was well-reasoned. I'm, I'm pushing back on Yvonne of it and, and she's, she's, How rising, dare she? she's rising to the t- challenge. I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's um, another way free is word of mouth. Yep, And classic. that's where you've got to completely believe in yourself and your product. Mm. because there's no point saying, oh, I've got a show coming up and I hope it'll be all right and I think you might like it, but um, if you could come along, that would be really choice. Uh-uh. <laughs> Nobody's got, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to absolutely 100% believe in it and, and sell it. And I mean, I always say, if you don't rate yourself, how do you expect anyone else to rate you? Correct. And, and it's hard, but you just got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, write yourself. Yeah, that's and right. And tell people about the thing. What's the point of doing the thing if you're keeping it a secret? 
audiences don't magically appear. People like Yvonne and me work tirelessly to make them appear. That's right. Yep. Another free way is an EDM, so that's... Oh, I love this. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love a good EDM. Oh, good. Yep, getting uh, cracking and sending out emails, but they've got to be catchy with a good subject line, mm. have some graphics in them, and well-written and <sighs> concise. You don't want some... People get so many emails these days, they don't want to read screeds and screeds, they just want to know what, where, how why essentially this is making me think about the edms i write that avon might actually be on the mailing list for and i'm like (laughs) no um get someone to proofread yes your uh social media posts and peer review is the word peer review your social media posts and your edms before they go out and fun fact edm as avon said is email stands for electronic direct mail not um electronic dance music no. But sometimes you can combine both and it's quite effective. Yeah, you could do. <laughs> um, and then another free way possibly to market a show, particularly with smaller and regional newspapers, is to write a media release. Yes. And send it to the newspaper and explain what it is you've got coming up, the dates, the pricing, and if you can, find a really compelling, quirky angle. So... Perhaps you're doing a show in Hamilton, but the lead cast member is from Cambridge. Mm. So you'd say, so-and-so who's based in Cambridge, went to school in Cambridge, did a Cambridge, 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 and then you'll find that that will go into the Cambridge News because they really like that local angle and supporting the people from their town. And I will add on that, um, hunt for your angles. I have in the past, like, asked cast, I'm like, where are you from? And yeah. they're like, I live here, but I went to school here. And I'm like, that's enough. And you just find the sliver of link yeah, and then just emphasise it and then boom, you can get in that paper. Yeah, and it's amazing also with your cast and crew and production team, you might find out that so-and-so works up at the hospital. Mm. So immediately there may be an opportunity for them if you decide to go with posters, they can put a few up on um, notice boards around the hospital um, and talk to their networks that way, suggest that maybe their team get together for a night out and go out for dinner and then come to the show afterwards. Exactly. And that's the thing. Everyone has like... A family or everyone has their people, everyone has their colleagues or their co-student classmates is the word. Because I'm old, I forgot what those are. <laughs> um, you know, it, everyone has a circle of people. And so, you know, I highly recommend it's free. You talk to your cast, you get them in charge of reaching their own people. That's right. And it's, it's very simple and effective, though. Yep. And then another thing, which I don't know if it's on our list, but in terms of ticketing strategies, mm. uh, if you're going to do a discount for a, a group booking, for instance, 10 or more tickets at once, mm. then that would be a good way for everyone from Ward 3, for instance, to mm. come along. They're going to go out for dinner. They're going to get a discount or what have you, and make a night of it together. People, I love a good discount. I love an early bird. Early bird, I yes. I am the earliest bird. It's just, <laughs> nah, it's just because I, I mean, this is going to sound up myself, but because I'm like constantly busy, 
like I just buy my tickets like my mate will be like what do you think about this I'm like I'm buying the tickets today because then if I buy it put in my calendar it's happened it's done. there, there yep. isn't time for other stuff to come in to yeah. distract me from this task yeah but um I want to circle back to you were talking about you know putting up posters at your work and mm-hmm. stuff and we, we got a question about what makes a good poster and I love this question because I have a very firm opinion and I'm interested to know if it's different to yours. (gasps) Okay, right. I don't know. Now I'm too scared to say. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first and I can shoot you down in flames. Okay, what makes a good poster? Um, Comic Sans, no. (laughs) Um, No, font consistency. You should have a max of... I think from my uni days, it was you can have no more than three different types of font in a poster. Yeah. Personally, let's do it two. One, if you can manage it, maybe just make one bold or, you know, something. Just consistency is key. We want consistent sizing in the appropriate places and we want consistent font. Um, we We don't want it to be word heavy. No, but if you are using a show that's from a rights holder, unfortunately, it'll have to be. Because yep. you've got to yep. acknowledge them on the poster. But say, let's go back and pretend that you're doing your own production. Yeah, yeah. Or no, even if it is, you've got to have your right holders information. You've got to have the name of the show. You've got to have... The date. The date. You can chuck the location, The time. The location. Um, potentially the theatre company, but I'm a big fan of swapping that out with the logo. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what's the other thing? Oh, where to get tickets. So many times I, I see posters and they don't have tickets at. And you're missing the biggest thing of all. What's the biggest thing of all? Oh, my goodness, Hannah Mooney. Hey, I'm under pressure here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the biggest thing of all is you've got to have a compelling Oh, no, image. I was getting to that. I was getting oh, to sure that. Oh, sure she was. <laughs> don't listen to her, guys. Um, image or graphic that mm. explains in an instant yeah. what it is Pictures about. a thousand words. Yeah. If it's just words, then it's it's not a poster. It's a book. That's right. <laughs> um, wow. But, yeah, I, I, I'm an art about photos on posters, but I think it just needs to be done well because I think... It has to be done well. It can't be with, like, your... I'm talking old person speak now, like box brownie out the back. That's like a type of camera. Okay. Um, no, if you're going to use a photograph it's got to be high resolution yes. and um, beautifully shot and you've got to think about composition mm. and also the other thing is if you're going to have somebody who's the star of your show on your poster what say they get struck down with COVID and yeah, then yeah. all your advertising or something heaven forbid happens to them and they can no longer be a part of your production yeah so sometimes it's better to allude to who might be in the production like even using silhouettes like we did with Heather's, for yeah, instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silhouettes is a cool way to say it's about three girls or yeah. what have you. It was simple but effective. Less is more, but do have the image. Do not make your poster on Microsoft Word. No. That's my thing. Um, you don't need Photoshop to do it. If you have a mate, everyone has a mate who does a bit of graphic design, use them. But also you can do it with Canva. Totally, you can do it with Canva. But going back to your mate who's like studying graphic design, this could be a really cool thing in their own CV. So they might be willing to put a bit more time into it. 
And the other thing is be open to other people's suggestions. What you think totally. might be a good poster might actually really suck. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of ones that are really dark. I Unfortunately, you need to go with predominantly one of the three primary colours if you can because immediately that will draw people's eyes. Oh, see, I love a black with white font, though. Oh, yeah, black with white, that's okay. Yeah, but you also want it to stand out enough that if it's on a notice board with a whole lot of other bits and pieces, Fair. it's going to capture someone's eye and they're going to look a little bit harder at it and go, oh, what's that? That's something else. Fair. Actually, um, I remember recently the Exponents and Dance Exponents oh, yeah? played their poster yellow with green and red. It was literally a traffic light, but, traffic light, but you couldn't miss it. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, look at other people's posters yes. for inspo. Get someone to check it. Yes. As Yvonne said, be open to other other opinions, but always get someone to check it before you print it because you'd be surprised how many times because you're so in your own head, yeah. you forget, you'll forget that you've, for, you won't realise that you've forgotten to put the time on or yeah. something like that. And um, be mindful of the fact if you're going to produce, for instance, an A0 poster or A3 or whatnot to put around town, mm. you can also reduce it down to A5 and the front can be uh, your show poster. In the back, you might have a little bit more information about the cast or something. So you can have a leaflet and that then makes the whole show look consistent and you'll use the same graphic on your Facebook, on Instagram. And on your EDMs. Like EDMs. Consistency is key. Yeah. Um Bonus question. How do you feel about putting the year on the poster? A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Because, do you want to know why? For You've the got memories? Your, yeah, for the memories. <laughs> because, and I'll come to this when we get down to the program question, a lot of people put in a lot of effort and sometimes, actually I'm going to jump into the program question right now, yeah, whether or not you should create one. Um, you probably aren't going to be able to pay them and so the way they like to remember their participation is by collecting the program mm. and or the poster and that's just a really nice thing you can do for your cast on opening night is have a copy and they can see their name or the crew as well um i've got boxes full of programs at home and it's kind of special because you see like yvonne milroy and lights and so i'm guessing that this means yvonne milroy is pro making programs yes and the other reason for that is um, if a reviewer is coming to Fair. the show, they need to know who it is that they're reviewing so they yeah. can look at it and go, oh, right. And they yeah. won't have to ask. They can take that. They can, they can pursue it. Yeah. It's a nice memento. Yeah. Um, you can do, you can take the less is more approach with a program. Yep. I've had a program that has been like 1A5 or both sides of an A5. Yep. Some that people will do the trick or an A4 folded. Yeah. Um, so you can list the, if it's a musical, for instance, the names of the different songs and who's singing them. Yep. And put in some photos of the rehearsal period or even yeah. the cast and costume. The dreaded headshot. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the QR code program? Not nah, a fan? No. Nah. I, th- I can't be bothered with QR codes. Ooh, I, I enjoy it. Do but, you? Yeah, I do. Maybe that's because you're younger and <laughs> full of funkier hope. and no. yeah, full of hope, not old and sad and I decrepit. Just enjoy it because it's. I don't know if it's less or more work than the task of putting together the actual program, but I think 
it's a good if you're trying to cut costs. It's a good avenue. It's a good avenue but for cutting costs, but it is margin. Like, it is marginalising, and especially if yes. you've got an intergenerational audience, yes. some people will be like, "Where's the program?" Yeah, not everyone is going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a hundred percent fine with getting my phone up and." And scanning yeah. this thing. And what's the fun of that if you put in your life and soul into a production and then you've got like a stink QR code? You yeah. want something tangible to take away and maybe your friends will sign it yeah. or but something? There's options. Um, no matter how you do a program, you should try and do a little something. Yes. The effort is there. Yes. Um, and okay. We've made good headway. We've answered like four questions in one question, <laughs> um, which means it's probably about time for me to break for Rick's pick because we've got to get him in. Um, so Yvonne is familiar with this segment, but I'm going to explain it anyway for new listeners. Uh, basically, I have an Uncle Rick, and he is a great listener of music, great listener of radio. He's a great uncle too. And um, when he found out I was starting That's the Ticket here on Free FM, he was like, okay, Hannah, I'm going to give you a list, and every week we can play Rick's pick, and every week we have. And um, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm on my third list. Of Rick's picks? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I don't finish like the list. I don't like play all the songs on one list and then start the next one. Because uh. um, Uncle Rick is very generous. He's like, I'll do you another after another list. And I'm like, yeah. And so I've got three. So I've got so much to choose from and it's great. The latest list, the third list he gave to me on my birthday. What a cool present. I know. It was it was awesome and I'm like, You're great. And it's it like he takes it seriously. It's a lot of work. He's got some great annotation. He'll like list the song under artist and then he'll put the year and stuff. Oh wow. It's it's educational. But um today I've picked a Queen song. Um and my mum will love this because she's a huge Queen fan. So this one's for Uncle Rick, but also a little bit for Mum. And it's also a little bit for you, Yvonne. Because it's a song called You're My Best Friend. No, don't. I'll cry. <laughs> She's getting a little misty, guys. But um, I think I, I just want to play this, A, because I've got to play Rick's pick, and B, because, you know, I'm very grateful for our friendship and grateful that you'll come on That's the Ticket and talk about random things like <laughs> font and Oh, yeah, posters. I love that. Yeah, no, I'm all about random conversations. But uh, here's to more random conversation, and here's to you, Uncle Rick, with your awesome picks.
Welcome back to That's the Ticket. You're listening to Free FM 89.0, independent community community media. And um, you're listening to Hannah. Yvonne is here as well. We've been answering questions. On HVAC. On HVAC. <laughs> Hannah and Yvonne answer questions. Yes, keep it happening. They're going to start sponsoring the show soon, even though it's us. Um, yeah, Yvonne has just been... Uh, being quite gobsmacked because in, <gasps> in that song break I was just telling her stories about how my mum uh, big fan of the show uh, saw Queen live multiple times in her youth and how she met Elvis Presley one time which is a story I have told on That's the Ticket and I might have to bring it back not That's now amazing but, like, literally my mouth is hanging open I can't believe because I remember when Elvis died yeah I remember we came home from school and, and I turned on the radio, the yeah. transistor, and it was the top of the news hour and they said, Elvis has died. And then mum came home and I was like, mum, mum, Elvis has died. And she, I remember she said, no, he hasn't. Don't be silly. And sure enough, he died and we were yeah. just gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. Um, other things that may um, leave people gobsmacked uh, can be found in this next question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about money a little bit. They say you're not meant to talk about money, religion and politics, but I think when it's like budgeting for the success of your creative endeavours, it's okay. Mm. Um, but I guess I've got a question, what's a good ticket price for a play? But I feel like we can expand on this because I think, at least the way I work, is to inform your ticket price, you need a budget. Yes. And then you work out your ticket price based on how many tickets do I need to sell to make what I need to make? And you do some maths on, okay, at what capacity houses, because we're always aiming for sellout, but you think realistically, what's the average of house capacity that I'm going to have over the season? Yeah. Normally when I budget, I budget for 50%. Yeah, 60% actually. I do 60 because yep. I rate myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. It's It's actually a little bit complicated because... Right at the very beginning, you need to know how much money you yourself have got to yeah. to back it. You can't do a show with zero dollars. No. It, it is hard, though, as well, because then the other aspect is, like, apply for funding, but sometimes yeah. you've already, like, started your journey on this show before you hear your funding results. Yeah. So I would say, like, don't bank on one funding application. No You need way. to have many kind of areas in which you're getting revenue to pay what you need to pay and do what you need to do. That's right. So don't bank all on ticket sales. Don't bank all on funding. It's the mixture of the many streams that makes the river flow. Wow. I made that up on the fly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. She's blushing, everyone. <laughs> Uh, so back to the whole budget. Mm. You can't do everything yourself. No. Um, you will have to farm things out. There will be, if you will have to come up with costumes, for instance. So maybe the actors can draw from their own wardrobes. If not, you'll be off to op shops and things, that's going to be a few dollars. Yeah, Hamilton Costume Hire. Hamilton Costume Hire, definitely. Go and see Tracy and Grant. Uh, 
and so there are things and then obviously makeup not everyone's going to have makeup uh, yeah so there's going to be those costs involved and then if you're going to do a print run for posters and flyers and programs if you can't sneakily do it at work that's going to cost you money down at warehouse stationery but yeah i think it, it's good to to make a list check it twice um <laughs> <laughs> like make a list of everything you need, then get quotes, estimate costs, make yep. it, you know, and then that helps you build your budget. Yep, that's right. And then you build how much you think you're going to need to spend. You do the maths on if I sell this many tickets across the season, how much am I going to make? Mm-hmm. Deduct uh, ticketing fees and stuff. And then you can, with those two kind of calculations, what I need, what I'm going to make, you can figure out the entire cost and it'll help. Influence your ticket prices. Yep. The other things to bear in mind is what is a similar production um, selling their tickets for. Mm. So uh, if they're selling them for $25 down the road, then and it's very similar to yours in terms of timing and whatnot, then yours probably needs to be 25 But just put a spanner on the works is that funny old thing called the cost of living crisis. Yes. And you have to be mindful of that too. People haven't got endless funds to be going out and supporting every show, so picking and choosing which productions they want to go and see. Um, Another thing to possibly consider, if it's a new show and it's sort of like a developmental piece, you could perhaps do it as a koha at the door. Koha, honestly... The great thing about Koha is sometimes you get a gold twin, but s- sometimes people chuck a 50 in or a yeah. 20 and you're like, yo. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess my last thing to add on that one is don't be afraid to spend money. The phrase you need to spend money to make money does ring true because mm-hmm. you need a high quality production for people to want to pay to see your production. Yeah. Pay people what they're worth. Don't, you know, like if you can pay your cast, great. If you can... P- pay your crew, great. If you can't, you need to value the time and the sacrifice that they've made. Yes. You need to make the experience somehow be giving something back to them. And that's the same with, like, Avon. we've been talking about, like, if you've got a mate who does graphic design, if they're going to do it for free, like, bake them a cake or, like, thank them in the program. Give them some sort of form of tangible payment. There's there's way that you can... Acknowledge, acknowledge their mahi. mahi. that doesn't necessarily have to be with the dollars. But yeah. yeah, I was getting very impassioned about that. Yeah. And if you're perhaps new and you're trying to establish yourself, um, set your ticket price a little bit lower. Yes. Because you want bums on seats mm. and hopefully you will produce a good product and people will talk about it and they go, oh, that last play that Yvonne Moroy did, that was so awesome. I laughed and laughed. I can't wait until see what next thing is she comes out with. And so then over time you can perhaps increase uh, ticket pricing. But, yeah, you don't want to overprice it and then no one come along at all yeah. and think, oh, well, if I've got... If I've got 10 people in the cast and they've all got four family members, that's 40 tickets I'm going to sell and they won't care what I price, so I'm going to make them $50. Nah, doesn't work like that, especially nah. in this age. Nah, absolutely. Um, well, time really is getting away on us um, today on That's the Ticket. So I'm going to take a moment to... Uh, it's a nice segue from talking about ticket prices. I'm going to talk about some things that you can buy tickets to right now, <laughs> upcoming events. 
Um, the Meteor have Red Leap Theatre back. Uh, they're back in town with Dakota of the White Flats. I was lucky enough to catch the show last year and uh, couldn't recommend it highly enough. Seriously, I'm actually going again. Uh, the show is running at the Meteor from the 10th to the 13th of May with 7.30pm shows and tickets are available right now at themeteor.co.nz. Actually, and on the topic of the Meteor, I'd just like to do a little PSA on volunteering. The team are always looking for volunteer ushers to uh, help out on shows. So if you're keen to get involved, you can apply on the Meteor website or email grace at themeteor.co.nz. And then uh, over on over at Riverley Theatre, sorry, uh, Young Frankenstein is opening at the end of this week. I was lucky enough to catch up with some cast from the show uh, on last week's episode of That's the Ticket. Young Frankenstein is running from the 13th to the 27th of May with shows at 7.30pm and there is a 2pm matinee on Sunday the 14th of May. Tickets are available now via iTicket. And uh, last but not least, I'd like to take a moment to flag that it's uh, New Zealand Music Month. So the purpose of New Zealand Music Month is to celebrate music from New Zealand and the people who make it. This year's theme is community and collaboration, and it's about working together to build a more connected and collaborative musical landscape across Aotearoa. From songwriting experiments, content co-creation, partnerships to engage and grow audience, right through to community events. So if I can leave you with one thing today, it's uh, support New Zealand music. Listen to it, buy it, go to the gigs, and of course, buy the merch. <laughs> that's, that, that's me. Um, I guess, Yvonne, I, I should say thank you. No, thank you for having me back. I think we're going to have to do this again, because yeah, honestly, cool. there's questions it. left in the bank. Oh, no. Hey, we're just getting too in-depth. <laughs> I think. But um, if, if you liked what you heard today and it sparked some questions, please message the That's the Ticket Facebook page. Um, Yvonne will be back. We will be answering more questions. Yes. And um, all the questions, as you've heard today, have been remained anonymous. And there really is no such thing as a dumb question. Um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. And uh, to play us out today. I've I've picked a song that's by a Kiwi band. Um, a band that I feel like Yvonne likes. Oh. <laughs> um, it's my favourite song by the Exponents. Oh, yeah. It's Victoria. Yes, I love the song. Oh, good I'm glad, I'm like, oh, I don't actually know what Yvonne's favourite Exponents song is. It's Victoria. Is it? Or yeah. you, I guess yep, you have you to say it. it now. But, um, yeah, take care out there, guys, and um, I'll be back next week. Matewa etifano. Watch the 
soap opera With Cosmopolitan and Alvin Toffler Meeting in the places that she's never been to She's got a mind but it's the clothes they see through Victoria What do you want from him? For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.